Hey, hi, howdy, hello, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to Lifelong Podcast. My name is Heidi Kumjan, and I'm your host. I'm a certified holistic health and nutrition coach with a passion for non-toxic living. I help individuals find and address the root cause of their frustrating symptoms. Be sure to follow along on at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi on Instagram to make sure you don't miss a beat. And additionally, if you are able to leave a review a review or a rating, that would be so incredible and so helpful. It is my mission to get this information about non-toxic living out there and to make this information accessible to all, no matter the barrier to entry. So the more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more attention the show gets, the more people I can help free of charge. So really appreciate that. By doing that, not only does it help me in the show, but it helps others. So in the spirit of the holiday season, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for guests to bring on or topics for me to speak about, please send me an email at Heidi at holisticwithheidi.com or feel free to send me a DM on at lifelong underscore pod or at holisticwithheidi on Instagram because your feedback is so appreciated and I love hearing from you. I even do polls in my Instagram stories here and there to just kind of get feedback from you all because you guys are the reason I do this. So yeah, I cannot believe that this is episode 30. I am so grateful that you're taking the time to be here and listen in because this is such an exciting opportunity for me. I still pinch myself every day when I realize that I get to do this as part of my career and interview some of the biggest, smartest, coolest um, leaders in the industry, in the wellness industry. So again, just wanted to express my gratitude to you all. And today it's a solo episode. And this solo episode is it's really just focusing on solutions because I always want to provide solutions to you all after I share education on, you know, some of these heavier topics about the toxins in our world. I find that it's very important to share solutions so that people do not get overwhelmed. So today I'm going to talk about ways to prevent mold in the home, as well as the 411 on fragrance and some non-toxic alternatives. So with that, let's get started. Like I said, I want to talk about some ways to prevent mold in the home. Firstly, I wanted to go through some reminders about mold. So mold is prevalent in about 50% or more of homes in the U.S. And mold produces a toxic off-gas in the body called mycotoxins. And 25% of the population has trouble detoxifying autonomically from these mycotoxins due to certain genetics, in particular the HLA-DR gene. 
And this buildup of mycotoxins in the body causes severe illness. So it has never been more important to be aware of mold and take preventative steps to prevent exposures to mold. Yes, we will always have micro exposures, especially if we're traveling or, you know, we're going out in the world. But humans nowadays spend 90% of their time indoors and majority of that time is spent at home. So it is so wise to take preventative and productive steps within your home to prevent your exposures, whether that's the exposure to mold or other toxins. By making these changes in the home, it makes a profound effect on your body in the most positive way. So don't feel discouraged when you realize there are toxins and mold and things everywhere in our world. Don't feel discouraged because what we do in our home, the choices we make for ourselves, those add up and those are huge. Scientists have measured the levels of toxins in people's blood and urine and sweat prior to removing toxins and after removing toxins, and there is a dramatic decrease in those toxins within the body. So again, super important to do what we can with what we have to prevent our exposures to toxins. So let's talk a little bit more about these ways to prevent mold in the home. According to the World Health Organization, the most important means for avoiding adverse health effects with mold is the prevention or minimization of persistent dampness in microbial growth on interior surfaces and in building structures. So with that, let's go through some of these tips. Tip number one, keep humidity below 50%. You can get little devices that measure the humidity in your home to help ensure that your humidity is staying below 50%. Another thing you can do is have your ducts cleaned out. And this is worth noting because dust is food for mold. Mold and dust go hand in hand. The more dust you have in your home, the more likely you'll be exposed to mold spores, which can produce those toxic chemicals called mycotoxins in your body. So the more you can remove this dust and keep a really clean home, the healthier you will be. So you can have your ducts cleaned. You can also just keep a really clean and decluttered home. Another food source for mold is cardboard and paper. So, you know, keeping those to a minimum in your home or storing those type of items in plastic bins is better because that would prevent the growth of mold on those surfaces. So, kind of in summary with those items related to keeping dust in a minimum, that is cleaning your ducts, keeping a clean and tidy home, And thirdly, 
that is to dust and vacuum regularly. I suggest doing this at least once, ideally twice a week. I even just keep some of those dusting cloths at my desk just so I remind myself regularly to dust off my desk, dust off, you know, surfaces in the kitchen to, you know, just prevent that exposure to dust, which is food for mold. More tips for preventing mold in your home include avoiding buying a home with a crawl space or a swamp cooler, which is a type of AC unit, and both of those are notorious for mold growth. Also, on the subject of buying a home, make sure you inspect roofs and attics. You know, look for any unknown roof leaks and get them inspected regularly, especially after severe storms. And you can also check to see that your attic is well ventilated so that the moisture and heat doesn't get trapped. Some ways to increase the attic ventilation are by passive attic ventilation with intake vents, often soffit vents, near the floor of the attic and an outtake vent near the roof peak. The next thing on the list of ways to prevent mold in the home include addressing excess water quickly. Did you know that mold forms in 24 to 48 hours? To minimize time and finding leaks, you should really address the water immediately. And you can also get these things called water intrusion alarms, which you place under the sink, behind toilets, near water heaters, fridges, and other appliances and things that would collect moisture. Actually, recently, I saw one of these in our bedroom at my fiance's parents' lake home, and I was so excited to see that they had this mold preventative device in all of the bathrooms in their home. Speaking of bathrooms, bathrooms are a very notoriously moldy space just from the nature of taking hot baths and showers. So some things you can do to keep your bathroom dry include running a fan or keeping the door cracked when you're showering. I personally do both. Anything to prevent mold um, as being someone who has healed from mold illness. You can also listen to my story. That's episode 12 linked in the show notes. But some other ways to keep your bathroom dry include not adhering mirrors directly to the wall. When they're adhered directly to the wall, they're not able to breathe. And because of all the moisture and heat in the bathrooms from the showers, the space between the mirror and the wall is non-existent and mold gets and moisture gets trapped. So it's better to have mirrors hanging off of the wall so that there is more airflow. One other thing you can do in the bathroom is replacing the worn caulking around bathroom fixtures. I don't know about you, but I am always looking at that when I'm at someone else's house or in a public restroom or in a hotel. I'm always kind of looking at that caulking to see if it's in place and what the, what the quality of it is. 
I don't know why I do that. Probably because I I have some some trauma around mold and um, water damage and things like that. So that's just something I I like to observe. But why don't you do the same and check yours in your home? And if it's a problem, I would address that. You can get some caulking stuff. Sorry, guys. I don't know much. I don't know much about like the the Home Depot aspect of things. My fiance would be a better resource for that, but you can get the the caulking materials at a Home Depot or a Menards or a Lowe's store, I'm sure even Amazon, to fix it yourself. And making these small changes in the bathroom will go a long way. Remember, prevention is huge. Moving right along to the bedroom, some ways to protect your bedroom from mold exposure include getting allergy covers for your mattress and pillows. I'm going to link some in the show notes. I have some that I use. I personally just got mine on Amazon and I find them to be very, very helpful. Remember what I said about dust and how dust and mold go hand in hand. Dust is a a food for mold. The better you protect your pillows and mattress from getting dust in them, the better you're protected from mold exposure. So this is a simple hack that you can do. I also find it really helpful for allergies in general. So definitely try those out. I also would strongly advise for you to replace your mattress after a mold exposure. And I'm talking, you know, an extreme mold exposure. I've actually had several mold exposures in my life and haven't talked much about the specifics of that, but I've had to um, move out of a place twice because of mold. So, and the other exposures to me were unbeknownst to me and I was living in it and it's a whole, whole other story. That being said, the time that the most recent time that we had to move out of mold, we got rid of our mattress right away. And yes, it it sucks. It sucks throwing out something so expensive. But what sucks more is being sick with breathing issues and neurological problems. So to me, health is priceless. And, and that was um, uh, buying a new mattress was something that was definitely in the budget. You know, it was maybe spending less money on on going out or buying new clothes, things like that. The mattress was really a priority because my health is a priority. And I really encourage you all to take a close look at, you know, your spending habits. And I'm no fiduciary over here, let's be real, but I often hear the concern, and it's a real concern because I get it, that you know, non-toxic living can feel expensive. Um, But that doesn't have to be the case. And also it's sometimes, sometimes we need to just look at it through a different lens. And I like to encourage folks to look at it with the lens of it being an investment. Think of your health, think of investing in your health as a Roth IRA. The younger you start, the better it gets over time. And on average, I believe, I believe on average, most Americans spend the last 16 years of their life sick and on spending a 
ton of money on surgeries and pharmaceuticals and all that kind of thing. So the more you do to prevent things when you're young, the better your longevity is. So I don't mean to be going on that rant. I totally do sympathize. I get it. Trust me. I, I'm i over here just like really wishing I had a sauna. Um, but that's not in the cards right now. It's not going to fit. And also, it's not realistic to drop that amount of money on a, you know, awesome clear light sauna right now. So I get it. It's it's a weird um a weird thing to talk about, but it is something that I wanted to mention. And now to kind of recenter back to the bedroom and preventing mold in the bedroom. The last thing I wanted to note here is replacing your pillows regularly or washing them in hot water with borax. I love borax. Borax is super cheap and it's very non-toxic and it has multiple uses, so I really really love using that. A few more ways that you can prevent mold in your home include keeping your AC vents open because closing vents can cause condensation in ducts, which become a water and food source for mold. Also be sure to maintain and regularly clean your appliances. Appliances tend to be um very a, a very hot spot for mold just because of um all the connections to water pipes and think about a refrigerator or a washing machine or a dishwasher. There are a lot of nooks and crannies, a lot of things you can't see and also being connected to water. So just check behind those machines every now and then. Make sure you're cleaning these appliances. Maintain them. Keep things working really well. On the subject of appliances, washing machines are something I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into for a second because front-loading washing machines are a really big source for mold growth, unfortunately. And now all the new modern washing machines are like that. But I cannot wait for the day that I get an old school top loader. Um, but for those that have a front loader, make sure you're cleaning it often. The rubber gasket is known for harboring mold. What I do is after every wash, I take a towel and dry out the whole ring. And then I kind of shove it into the rubber gasket. Um, we also run a cycle monthly with a borax solution and then a vinegar solution to just maintain that appliance and keep it as clean as possible. And then after every single wash, we keep the washer door open just because if you close it, then you're, again, allowing mold to grow. So really be sure to maintain those appliances, especially your front-loading washing machines. Some other final things you can do are using an air purifier. I'll include a link in the show notes to one that I like. You can also let fresh air in daily. Actually, you should do this. It's free and it's so effective. Even in the winter, I open my windows for at least 30 minutes a day. So these are some of my favorite tips for preventing mold in the home. And I wanted to share these with you because you deserve to thrive. So hopefully that helped you. And now I want to talk a little bit more about fragrances. We've all heard the term fragrance, but do you ever wonder what it really is? So fragrance 
is a term that a lot of brands use on their products to kind of hide ingredients and it's a way to have trade secrets. So with the word fragrance, there could be thousands of chemicals behind that one word that you're reading. So let's say you're reading the ingredients on a hand soap and you see maybe 30 different ingredients and one of those ingredients is fragrance. Behind that one term fragrance, there could be upwards of thousands of chemicals. In fact, 3,200 chemicals are considered fragrance. So again, due to trade secrets, many brands hide their ingredients behind this term. Another fact to know about fragrance is that up to 95% of the synthetic chemicals used to make fragrance are derived from petrochemicals. Petroleum, finding its way into ingredients yet again. According to an environmental working group study, 72% of products with the ingredient fragrance contained endocrine disruptors, which those are hormonal disrupting chemicals called phthalates. And phthalates have been linked to diabetes, obesity, liver and breast cancer, hormone disruption affecting fertility and development, as well as being linked to ADHD and autism. So they're not chemicals that you really want to be exposed to, especially if you're pregnant um, or children shouldn't be exposed to these because they are developing and they're a vulnerable population. But people of all ages should really do their best to avoid phthalates. And yes, there are so many chemicals in our world, but phthalates are one of those chemical groups that I really encourage you all to familiarize yourself with because of the severe, severe health effects linked with them. So phthalates are in 72% of products with the term fragrance on them. That's pretty scary. These ingredients are known carcinogens, neurotoxins, asthmagens, that means causing asthma, obesogens, that means metabolic disruptors, endocrine disruptors, allergens, and they can even cause birth defects, um, some of that I mentioned earlier. So you can find fragrance in scented candles, dryer sheets, air freshener, perfume, even trash bags and toilet paper. It's wild to me. Um, I was in Italy this summer and at one of the hotels, they had scented toilet paper. Granted, they have much stricter regulations with chemicals over there, so I'm sure it was maybe even like an essential oil or something like that, but we do not need scented toilet paper. Um, and then they're also in, you know, some of the other products that are touching your skin, such as hand and body wash. So definitely something to pay attention to. This information is not meant to scare you. Reminder, I just want to do a little reality check. I want to meet you where you are at. I want to encourage you and inspire you to just move forward. It's not about perfection. It's not about going into your home and throwing everything out at once. If you can do that, wonderful. But I actually don't even encourage it because that's that's too forceful. And when we make 
decisions in a forceful manner, they're not sustainable in the long run. So baby steps are really, really a good choice. And with that, you could start switching out, you know, your scented products one by one and even just tossing some of those toxins. But I want to go into that um, a little bit later. I also just wanted to share that because these fragrances are so murky um, and there's so many health effects, like these health effects range from immediate to long term. So it's really me kind of encouraging you, what can you swap out today? What can you get rid of today? What can you get rid of and swap out moving forward so that you don't have to be exposed to these carcinogens, neurotoxins, asthmagens, obesogens, endocrine disruptors, allergens, and birth defect-causing chemicals. So because I like to keep the vibe high at all times, even though, yes, this information is heavy, I totally understand. I have been and sometimes do get overwhelmed with this information as well, but ultimately I find it so inspiring and empowering because once you start learning this information and making these swaps, you will watch your life and your health improve. And just by making these small changes in your daily life and by feeling better, you'll get into a rhythm where the next thing you know, most of your products are free of these toxic chemicals and you're feeling so good that you want to spend the extra money on the non-toxic hand soap, even though the one I get is very comparable to other um, or mainstream toxic brands. That one is Everyone Organics. So I'll link it in the show notes. But I want to talk about solutions because solutions are really important when sharing this information. I never want to be one sharing about just the problem. We really, it's really important to me to talk about the solutions because at the end of the day, I think things are going pretty well. Um, yeah, there's scary stuff and there's special interests and, and funny things going on. But ultimately, the awareness that has been growing and the creators and educators out there sharing about this information and all the people that the consumers that are demanding transparency and some of the brands that are taking accountability and responsibility and creating non-toxic products, all of that is growing. And it's only going to continue to grow. And this is really a movement that is only going to get bigger and bigger. And the more people that find out, the more people that make these changes and start feeling better and realizing that it's better for the environment. Next thing you know, we're going to have way less toxic exposures. So I share this so that I can be a part of getting this information out there. And I also want to give you solutions. I have said that like 10 times now, so let's get into them. <laughs> okay, so I briefly mentioned earlier about tossing toxic fragrance products. So that is something I would start with. Starting with the ones you don't need. For example, dryer sheets and air freshener. Those are products you do not need at all whatsoever. 
that's just marketing. They're just products out there that are filled with phthalates and crap chemicals that are not good for you. So, hey, you'll also save money by not having to buy these unnecessary products again, even like air freshener and dryer sheets. Yeah, these are things you just don't need. So throw them out. Then slowly begin upgrading your products that you're running out of, like your fragrance hand soap and body soap and upgrading them with better non-toxic solutions. I love the brand Everyone Organics. I mentioned that a few minutes ago. And I also love the brand Primally Pure. That brand is so freaking pure as that's their name, but also it's not greenwashing at all because their ingredients really stand up and meet their name. That is Primally Pure. Just a few ingredients in there. Everything's organic and really clean. So those are some non-toxic alternatives. I'll share those in the show notes. Also, if you want to learn about a bunch of other categories of products, I have a free guide of 40 plus products on my website. Simply go to holisticwithheidi.com slash freebies or just click the link in the show notes and you'll get your guide and you'll learn a bit more and you'll also get quick access to some awesome brands that are good for your health and the planet. If you're someone who loves candles, I get it. They smell good. They're so vibey in a way. I encourage you to throw out your toxic ones or just get rid of them and upgrade when you run out. So some non-toxic candle brands that I love include Primally Pure, yes, Primally Pure again, and Good Light. And another awesome option that you can do this time of year is making a simmer pot. So I made one the other day. I just use orange peels, cinnamon sticks, and cranberries, and it creates the most divine seasonal aroma. You just Heat up a pot over the stove, boil that water, add in those ingredients, let it simmer on low, and your air just is becomes like this super seasonal, yummy smelling place. So highly recommend. It's a good alternative to candles, and it's completely natural and non-toxic. Also a good option with candles. I mean, you can find these anywhere online. Just, you know, make sure you um you are reading the fine print because you want to make sure that you can find candles that are 100% beeswax. Um, You don't want any like additives or things in them. So look for just pure beeswax candles with no scents in them. Those create a really beautiful vibe as well. And I have some of those in my place. So those are some recommendations. So if you're concerned, I guess, about like some bad smells going on, you know, you like using your air freshener or dryer sheets because you're, you feel that your clothes stink or your place just kind of stinks um, or your car is a little bit musty. Yeah, that, that happens. I mean, that's why these smelly things are kind of fun. But something I want to educate you about is the importance of not masking smells with chemicals and instead cleaning the air and removing the source of the stink. So some ways you can do this include opening your windows daily to kind of flush that air out. I do this for 30 minutes a day, even in the winter. 
You can also run an air purifier, run some fans in your place here and there just to kind of circulate the air, but getting that fresh air in will work wonders for smells. If you have porous items like clothing or furniture, highly recommend placing those in the sun because the sun is a natural disinfectant and also it just sanitizes and gets rid of all different smells. Just flip your clothing inside out so that it doesn't get um, any like sun bleaching on it. And you can also strip your clothing in the washer with um, like a vinegar or a Branch Basics concentrate that or you can soak it in Branch Basics. There's a lot of different ways to strip your clothing of smells. So if you're someone who likes to go thrift shopping and you bought a bunch of awesome shirts for a really good price, super cute, but they smell like, (laughs) you know, you're great grandma's closet um i would strip them by soaking them with some branch basics or vinegar you can look up different ways to do that online and that removes the smell so instead of like adding extra stinky laundry smelly stuff like dryer sheets or detergent to kind of get rid of the smell that's not getting rid of the smell that's just adding stink on top of stink you get what I'm saying? So try to strip those items. You can strip them um, by using Branch Basics or vinegar in a, in a water mixture, or you can put them in the sun or do both. Same goes with furniture and pillows and things like that. Um, and the last thing I wanted to mention on that note of kind of like cleaning the air and um, getting rid of the smell source you can get these things. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You can get these things. They're like these charcoal blocks um and what they do is they absorb the smell maybe you've put a bowl of baking soda in your refrigerator before to help with the smell or you've done it in a uh, pantry or closet that kind of smells it it works the same way and those are also that's a great tip i mean using baking soda in the refrigerator or in your in cabinets and closets and things like that. Baking soda is a great solution, but another awesome thing are these pouches. They're like these carbon or charcoal pouches that soak up the stink and clean it and get right to the source. So when my fiance got a new truck this year, um, I was a little bit worried about him being exposed to the phthalate chemicals that create the new car smell. And I bought him two of these little charcoal packs to put under the seats in his car to help soak up that new car smell. And I know people love that smell, but it's actually phthalates. So you don't really want that. If you want to be healthy um, and you want to prevent disease. So those are my solutions. In summary, it's tossing the toxic fragrance products that you don't need. It's upgrading products as you go with non-toxic solutions. You can find that free product guide on my website, again, linked in the show notes. You can also use better candles like Primally Pure Good Light or 100% beeswax candles. You can make a simmer pot. You can use the sun to get rid of stink. You can do laundry stripping methods and you can get these carbon 
filter block things for your home and your car and your closet and any other stinky place. So I hope this helps you. I'm here as a resource. If you have any questions, I am always available over email, Heidi at holisticwithheidi.com or simply send me a DM on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod or at holisticwithheidi. This has been a really fun episode. I'd love to hear from you. So if you are listening into this episode right now, share it to your Instagram stories, tag at lifelong underscore pod and share your favorite part of the episode. Thank you so much for being here and I look forward to seeing you next week.